My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. We can all get these symptoms from time to time. But if you or a loved one notice you're getting a combination of them regularly, don't ignore it. They could be signs of a brain tumour. My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. To learn more about the common signs of a brain tumour, search Better Safe Than Tumour. Welcome to Let's Talk About Brain Tumours, the podcast where we'll be talking to people who've been affected by a brain tumour diagnosis, either their own diagnosis or the diagnosis of a loved one. We'll also be sharing news and updates from the Brain Tumour Charity about what we're doing to halve the harm and double survival. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah and today I'm joined as always by Cam and Chandos. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Sunil about the impact that his brain tumour has had on his memory. We know that brain tumours have a massive impact on memory, so he's going to be sharing his story and his experiences of how his diagnosis has impacted his life. Welcome to the podcast, Sunil. If you'd like to tell us a little bit about your story. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Sunil. So I got diagnosed in 2017 in May and it was an accidental finding. So I had this thing called a high grumble in my neck and they ended up doing an MRI for it. But the MRI actually also scanned the bottom half of my brain and they realised there was a tumour in my left temporal lobe. So before I actually was diagnosed, I did go to the doctors about uh, different issues, but there was issues with my thyroid as well, which they assumed they were caused by that. But I still don't know if different issues. I had slight memory issues back then as well, and I would get tired very quickly and all these kind of things. I don't know if that was my thyroid or if it was the brain tumour, but it was kind of a shock, kind of realising it was a brain tumour when I was going in for something completely different and assumed it was completely different. Um, So they actually put me on wait and watch until May 2018 when I had my surgery because they told me it was growing. So that was my first surgery. My second surgery was June 2020. So during my first surgery, my memory issues got a lot, lot worse. So during my first surgery, there was like major blood loss and stuff. I only found that out because I asked for my records because my memory got really, really bad. I would have issues where I would like get into strangers' cars by accident because I thought I would just look at a silver car and assume it was like my dad's car or something and I would get in and uh, stuff like that. And I would have issues where I would just get lost in areas that I've walked uh, through like years and years i would i would rely i would start relying on my phone so it was just uh it, it was just getting to a point where i just couldn't remember basic things either and things i would do today not things i would do yesterday or i would think i did today so so me- taking medication got a lot harder um I started having seizures. I started seeing a neuropsychologist who actually did uh, testing and realized actually I did have issues with my memory because initially after my surgery, you have that first like neurological test and I got told that I wasn't trying hard enough on it because I didn't do as well as I should be doing. And 
that was the end of that I went home and I just struggled with it and I didn't really want to talk about it because it just felt like it it felt like I was making things up when I didn't when I wasn't it felt like I don't know it felt like I should I should be doing better and because everyone else it because like the expert said I should be doing better I I thought I should have been and it's just me in general maybe I'm not trying hard enough or maybe I wasn't doing things uh, did it feel different to when you had your first surgery I'm imagining that after you have surgery there's a period of time where you're obviously your brain's recovering from surgery so was there a point where you just thought this is just normal post-surgery and then you kind of realized actually this is more than just post-surgery recovery because I've never actually been through a brain surgery I assumed I would just get out of it with like no issues I just assumed that I would wake up and everything would just be normal for some reason I think uh, I think that's how I felt anyway I actually don't remember how I felt uh, but that's what how I felt after my neck surgery anyway I just assumed everything was good it's gonna hurt a little bit I, I think I had the thing that everyone has of the fearing that you might die during surgery because even though it's quite rare for someone to, for that to happen during a brain surgery most people are usually fine you always have that you, you always have that uh, thing in the back of your mind thinking what if I don't wake up mm. uh, I had that but uh, I think I had that <laughs> it, I, I don't actually know how I felt but thinking back and how I might have felt at that time knowing my personality that's probably how I would have felt I do remember that I did actively have to seek out like I had to go to my GP and ask for a neuropsychologist uh, she did like more in-depth testing um, on like my short-term memory my active memory and like long-term memory um, and like the different things like actual um, like cognitive ability and all that kind of stuff and she realized it was it was issues with my active memory which was the main problem which caused issues going into uh, like so if I learned something or if I needed to remember something because it was it, it would go into my short-term memory and I'm guessing then it goes into long-term memory but because I couldn't even get it into my short term I would kind of just would just kind of fade away and I would never remember it I have issues where I would do some like if I took if I took my medications yesterday and I woke up this morning and I set an alarm and I would I would just press okay I'm going to take my medication now I'm just going to confirm it and then I would go downstairs and I would completely forget or I would remember yesterday's memory of me taking it and I would just assume I have taken that medication and that that's kind of scary scary. I was going to say is that quite scary yeah, like that's just life in general because when you can't remember whether you've done something or not or what you've agreed to do or where you've agreed to be or just basic kind of things does it, yeah. does it feel really confusing does the world feel just really confusing I don't know for me it feels I don't know it's more like what people might think if I, they realize this is going on I don't know why it shouldn't be like that at all it shouldn't be about what other people might think that's why I try and avoid social situations as much as possible because it just doesn't feel nice when you're having a conversation or you're trying to it, it just feels like people are going to judge you negatively because you don't really remember things about them as well or uh, you might say you're going to do something for them or do something with them and then you completely forget and it might be something really important and you can easily lose a lot of friends like that so I kind of just try and not to uh, make friends because would you say you're less sociable now than when than before all of this happened do you find yourself avoiding those kinds oh. of situations oh no I was pretty antisocial before as well <laughs> 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 um, I guess I 
before I was just antisocial in general. I just like kept to myself, but now it's more of like this issue of I'm not going to be able to like uh, be the friend that everyone wants me to be, or like be that person that people want me to be, or I'd be able to, to do. Sorry, I just yeah. chip in there with um, fully understand because when I came out after being ill and everything, it was when a lot of people went off to college or university and they're all going a different direction. Um, so there was a lot of people who were close friends who were scattered across the country so there was no one really close to kind of could lean on and you, you could put your trust in so I had to go out and make new friends from scratch and it is a terrifying thing and when your memory is so terrible remembering names that was a big thing for me even just talking with someone and seeing them the next day you had to remember the name remember what the conversation was about yesterday simple simple little things you do take for granted on a daily basis was remembering things it, it puts a lot of pressure on you and especially when you have to remember appointments or remember what time I'm meeting so and so am I going you know where am I where am I actually meeting them at you know just little things that um that do become a bit of a pressure yeah I think think like with medication I always forget to take it or I'll think I've taken like my jab for my like arthritis and because I don't want to take too much of the medication I'll just not take it in fear that I'm gonna not take too much and it's gonna have a negative effect and like I'm the worst at remembering people's birthdays and things like that. I know it's easy to forget when someone's birthday is, but like Facebook will send a notification saying, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. And I'll go to write a message on their wall and then something will distract me. And five minutes later, I've forgotten it's their birthday. And then at the next day, I'm like, happy birthday. Sorry, it's a bit late. Like I'm (laughs) always that person that's like, sorry, it's a bit late on their Facebook wall. But like, it's just one of those things. And I think it's so easy to like, like there's so many things going on at the moment anyway that you remember my memory is rubbish anyway so added with the like fatigue and things like that from from having ongoing signs and symptoms of like and repercussions of having the tumor like it's so time consuming to remember things Cam, you you've had issues with work haven't you like yeah. it's something that going back to something you said Sunil, about somebody telling you to do something and you forgetting to do it i know Cam, you, you had an experience with a job you had didn't you where you talked to me about you know somebody could ask you to go and get something go and try and get it and by the time you got to wherever it was to get the thing that you'd gone to get you'd forgotten what it was yeah. you were going to get yeah it was um i was doing an apprenticeship so i was i was young and i was in the workplace so it was like you knew you, you weren't going to get the best of jobs and you were going to get kind of looked upon because everything you do is kind of um the watching you the training you and everything so you kind of when you get someone puts a bit of trust in you to do a job or you know it's just basic things that think you can't are doing or you you should be able to the responsibility on you to go and do it and so it was basically the workshop was a probably 100 meters max across the yard from the office so i'd get my job i'd walk across the yard i'd walk in i'd be like 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 i never spoke to anyone like i'd never seen anyone be like it's quiet today it's nothing to do i'll just tidy up so i look busy so when they come in they can't i've bought me and then there's me sweeping up and i'll be like where's the job you know we need it we're, we're going out to to do this it was only a little job it should have took you five minutes you know where, where is it and that happened multiple times and it, it's it's annoying because you get frustrated with it while they're frustrated and a bit angry with it 
because you, the thing you just a young kid slacking off. Um, but it doesn't help. Even afterwards in uh, jobs I've had since, um, there's been people who just don't. As much as much as you explain to people about it, it they they forget that you've got memory problems. And well, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Even though you do explain to them, but it's 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 hard because it's it's like what I've said before and about it not being a physical disability. Like best example I've heard is you know if you're in a wheelchair, they wouldn't ask you to walk upstairs, but it's because it's not physical. They'll forget either forget you've got it or because they can do it, everyone else should be able to do it. Mm. Has, has anyone ever had it where uh, people talk about like forgetting things or forgetting things that they've been told? Has your brain ever like filled that information in with something completely different, but you never you haven't even realised? Like I've been told to go places at work. My manager might have told me to go somewhere completely different, but I would go somewhere completely differently just because uh, I didn't remember it and my brain's just automatically automatically filled in information and it's been somewhere completely different somewhere I might have normally working or somewhere that uh, like information that your brain already knows and it's most likely going to be that place that you need to go yeah uh, because that feels so weird when that happens because of my like OCD and uh, the intrusive thoughts that I have part of the OCD is like these intrusive thoughts and so I'll have worries what I might have done or things that might have happened and so my memory will take those as reality even though they're like made up thoughts and so sometimes i'll be worried that i've done something and my my memory is so rubbish at times that when i'm tired especially if i'm having a really like fatigue led day where i'm just tired and i'm not really i haven't really slept the night before whatever um and i'm stressed with meetings and stuff like that my ocd will plant a thought and the memory will just become it will be seen as real when it's not and so i always have to remind myself that that's an intrusive thought and things like that how do you figure that out because i don't really know until like like someone says that's not where i told you to go that's not what i asked you i would i would assume that that is like real completely real and that's where i'm meant to go and that's what i'm meant to be doing like until that person goes no this is what i asked you to do not like especially if it's a change to the routine if it's like the same thing then it doesn't happen because it's it's like my brain predicts this is most likely going to be the scenario that's meant to happen so this is this is what you should be doing kind of thing yeah i, I feel like i can relate um to them things because it, it's sometimes hard to recall information i find sometimes um it's what you said before about kind of memories get mixed up with dates and stuff sometimes i'll be like you'll get asked to do something but you think oh i got asked that yesterday or um when you try and recall a memory and you go oh i did that two days ago and they go you did it two hours ago um yeah, so that's, yeah i get that know, it's, i feel like sometimes sometimes my memories or thoughts you know get mixed up and they don't have um like chronological order like in date order of you know in the right time sometimes it's just a bunch of thoughts pictures whatever um but when i try and recall you've kind of got to guess and place them where you think that when when they were yeah yeah it does because you got to kind of predict when is it most likely happened that situation if you remember something or did it happen yesterday or could it have been this morning or like was it a few days ago yeah i know exactly what you mean you guys have particular coping strategies that you use for trying to remember things do you write things down or use an app or is there anything that you find helps to put those things into some sort of order or help remember things so i write things down um, but certain situations you can't really write things down like if you're talking to someone you can't just randomly start 
start going like this because for a normal person that seems a bit odd uh, to them and it probably comes across as you don't really want to talk to them but when it comes to uh, like if you're trying to learn something new or if you want to remember something for an event or uh, even if you're taking medication or like certain stuff like that yeah writing things down is I think like super important or else it's just it can get if those things build up it can get really really difficult to know when things are meant to be happening this apps as well I don't really know how to say it it's an app name um, it's a neuronation I think that's what it, I have dyslexia as well you mentioned that you got referred for a neuro rehabilitation to a neuropsychologist how did you get that and what is that about can you explain a little bit about what what that is so they basically test um, do you know those t- you after a brain surgery everyone has a test uh, that they do to check uh, uh, cognitive ability as, as well as uh, the memory and all these different things and um, this is basically when you go to the neuropsychologist they do that in more depth to see what's going on and then they help you with strategies to cope with uh, what's actually going on and they give you strategies on the parts that you struggle with um, and so because the test is more in depth it's like um, they'll try to adapt it to your specific situation more than um, because everyone everyone's memory is different as well Carmen Chandos do you remember having a test after your surgery no no I didn't have a test let me think uh, I got referred over to someone and I can't remember what a role was um, you don't get referred at the start it's like straight after your operation like a few days in you get like oh. see if you're walking all right and then they do this like te- well for me anyway I, I guess it's not the same at every hospital then. Uh, did you have brain surgery or a surgery no this was brain surgery both of the brain surgeries that I had oh no I didn't tests. have I didn't have surgery um oh. but after my treatment um I did go and see someone to try and help with my memory but um I only saw them a couple of times and it's I've got things of ways of doing things like well I'm the worst for it is everyone's on me write things down make notes make and I'm the worst for it because I'll I'll be like no I'll be fine I'll remember a couple of people's conversations or whatever that I need to remember so I'll be like I can do this without making notes and I'll get really confident and then I'll forget something really important um let's say use your phone make notes on your phone because you've always got your phone still I'm I'm one of these people who think I can still do it I'm I'm fine I'll remember because I get these little ups in between the down parts of I'll remember I'll remember it I'll remember it then I'll forget a lot of things that I need to remember but it, it, it is things like making notes on your phone you're on the calendar making sure dates using reminders I, I do have with my medication I've got a tablet box it's got um, four separate slots for the medication for that time so I'll have a morning I'll have an afternoon I'll have an evening I'll have a night time uh, and they'll all be separate so I'll make them up for the week or a few days and I'll grab a pot for that day and that'll be my medication for that day with me and I'll know which kind of which door to open for the medication at each time and another thing is putting alarms on whether it's only watch whether it's your phone or whatever alarms remind us a lot really as much as I can do I'm, I'm forcing myself to try and get better at this 
it is probably a long time and like a lot later than it should have been but it's it's getting there but that's that's what I'd be honest I understand I don't like uh, setting alarms and st- well I, I'll get really excited about doing it after someone says it like now yeah. probably, after this meeting I'll probably do it for like a week <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm really gonna go and do this and then after a week it'll just disappear into thin air it's, oh. it's always a good idea and I'm I'm probably my own worst enemy because I'll come up with the idea and how it's going to be all fabulous and glorious and whatnot and then shoot myself in the foot because I don't do it yeah I'll do like alarms and notes. I also, since like lockdown started, I started putting stuff on my calendar. So in between like work items, I'll like, I'll do like a to-do list and then I'll say, right, on this day, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to do that thing in the morning and that thing in the afternoon. Even if it's like really basic, like putting a medication reminder. Because I'm always on my laptop working like during the day. So having that notification pop up on my calendar and like there's websites where you, you can do like a to-do list for each day of the week. And yeah. You can really break it to like, like a big task but then smaller tasks to get that one done so it's not me because if I try and remember to do something big I forget really easily whereas if it's a small little thing that then builds up to the bigger task being done I find that a lot easier yeah and uh, I've tried uh, a lot more recently to do um, break things down trying aim for say within a week two goals two three goals and aim towards those goals within that week and then you can go right I've accomplished that or if you do it day by day, something small, sort your medication out, bang, yeah, that's that's done, that's ticked off, that's my achievement for today. And you can sit down at the end of the day or the end of the week or whenever and go, oh, I've, I've accomplished something. And it not only have you been product, uh, productive, you can make yourself feel good because you can go, oh, I've achieved all that. You know, it's as small as you are, the goals, and it, it, built, it boosts your confidence. Yeah, I need to do that because I set myself massive tasks and mm. I'm like, uh, and then I procrastinate because I'm scared to do them because I know that uh, like I know that my memory might not allow me to do them so I shoot myself in the foot before I even try it because I just assume that I won't be able to do it uh, so that's that's one of the things that I wanted to actually say you have to kind of uh, motivate yourself a little bit to actually even with the memory stuff um, because you, you can being negative is probably one of the biggest things that's stopping me from improving with my memory as well as I should be because I try and avoid things so much because of my self-esteem stuff uh, because it's not I know it's not as it should as it used to be and I'm so used to life not uh, making uh, notes and not having to set alarms uh, whenever I do one of those things it makes me think about how bad my memory is so I don't want to do it so every time I set an alarm I'm like oh yeah I know now my memory is shit and I need to do this too and I get into that negative mindset and it's not you, it's not a nice thing so do you think that's almost as bad as the memory problems itself the fact that you know worse. you're not the person that you were that, that a couple of years ago this wouldn't have been a problem you'd never have had you know like you said you've got to now write reminders and things and might make notes for things that you would never have had any issues with and suddenly it's like a constant reminder that you're not who you were like yeah. something's happened yeah it's not it's not a nice reminder it's it just makes you feel like yeah it's like it makes you think back how easy things were and how hard the basic sometimes it's not even the hard things that are hard it's like the most basic of the basic things and mm. when there's an emotional element to it like if it's something that if if it's about someone that you care about or it's something to do with if you don't remember things that you should remember that have like have like emotional relevance to you it makes you feel even crappier because you know you would remember
hundred odd things and now you're making you're making someone else feel worse uh, and I hate it when it specifically affects family uh, I hate that because uh, I know I, I know my mom reminds me of uh, stuff and insulin specifically because I need to take insulin because I have diabetes and sometimes I can take way too much because I will forget I've taken it once and I can take double the dosage and pe- people can end up in hospitals because if your blood sugar drops too low uh, you can go into a coma and stuff like that so I know my parents are constantly worrying so every time I take my insulin that's a reminder of that and it feels horrible. Do you worry about your future in terms of, like you said, you've got to have your parents to remind you of things. Do you worry about things like being able to get a job, get a job and have to learn new things? Those things that kind of worry you about what this means for you longer term. Yeah, they do. I I hate talking about uh, what I want to do now, even though it used to be like the most enjoyable thing that I could think of. And I used to do it every single day. I hate doing the thing that I love the most because of my memory, because it's it's hard to do but it was so much more fun when I was younger and I would I don't really like talking about it I did I failed a lot in life uh, that I don't really like talking about but the thing is I need to learn to talk about it to overcome it and then that's the only way that I'll be able to progress into the career that I want to be in. I'll jump in on that and just say because you're saying you, you don't like the you know something you love because of your memory it does it does affect your life of what what comes easy or you know something that was natural enjoyable becomes such an effort and such a, a chore to to do with um you know having to remember everything you know regurgitating that information and it's it's, it's sad to hear but it's at the same time i feel the same because it kind of spoils what you're good at or what you enjoy which is a shame i do photography but sometimes it's a, it's a chore and it's it's an effort and it's it's hard to remember what you learn or what you need to do or even even something new um learn something new you've got to go through all the thing of making it like you've got to implant it in your memory for it to stay and that means doing it over and over again um you know the good and the bad bits of it you've got to you've got to get through the bad bits of it or it becomes good and enjoyable again yeah do you think that the neurophysio that you had yeah do you think that's helped or did you have high hopes for it and it's kind of not worked when you went into it because I remember when you you mentioned it I thought wow that could be the answer for so many people how has that worked out for you in terms of your experience of that Um, it's not really it did bring my hopes up it hasn't worked as well as I wanted it I thought it was the solution to all my problems but clearly isn't that it's just uh, at least I know that there's the main thing is before I was like it felt like something that I was just making up because it, it didn't feel because I knew I was having the problems but I just thought maybe it's because I wasn't trying hard enough to remember because like that's what I just assumed I don't I don't know why but after like the neuropsychologist after doing the tests and having something physically there to say okay you do have issues and it, it didn't it didn't solve the problem it, it, there is things like uh, writing things down doing uh, using apps or doing these type of exercises like like these word games and uh, maths games and stuff and uh, they don't, I don't they help a little bit writing things down is probably the best thing but I have dyslexia so it makes the writing things down is the easy part but reading them out is hard mm-hmm. uh, which which is I 
And even when I do those, the main thing is the self-esteem thing. I think that the neuropsychologist said, even though it's hard to do, it's good to just do it, do things, um, especially like talking to people and uh, having conversations and uh, trying to remember, even though I don't remember, it's okay to not put too, don't, basically don't put too much pressure uh, on yourself, which I think is really important. I think, I think it helped in the sense that she's acknowledged the issue and she tried to help whereas there's been there's been uh, times where it was kind of ignored because it wasn't like when you have brain surgery the main thing is getting the tumor out and making sure it doesn't grow it's not all the other side effects that you have it's not about the memory it's not about all those kind of things the, to be honest the neurosurgeon i guess it's not even in the job description to do that their main issue is to make sure that the tumor is out or extend life expectancy as much as possible and make sure they, they can match your cure do you think that's a big part of it that that they look at a cure being removing the tumor whereas for you guys things like memory and stuff is as important as whether they do something like get the whole tumor out it's what things like this the damage that's done to your memory and stuff that is just as important mm. yeah i think it's more yeah. important i think it's more yeah, I, I don't know because it's debatable because you kind of you've got to look at your health from both sides and it does affect your memory and it's one thing people struggle with but you've you've got to weigh up what's I don't know it's a hard kind of argument to have really because like when you struggle with your memory and everything you say you you know they should look at that side of things but I think they just need to have the research into it and see what what is the best solution or answer because brain tumors um I know not all brain tumors are, you know are cancerous or you know you can get the benign ones and stuff but it's it is a bit of question really were you guys told about things like how badly your memory and stuff could be affected or was it when before you had surgery was it more about this is what we need to do to get the the tumor out and it wasn't really the the effects like memory and things weren't really talked about it was the physical side or i think when you're in that moment of you've got been told you've got this inside your head the priority is just get out of me make it make it go away the other stuff they mentioned but my focus was on this object living inside of me almost and I just wanted rid of it or to have less of it couldn't like because obviously the symptoms get worse when it's inside like the memory is really bad so you're already living with those problems that's what I found and so having it even a little bit better possibly from having the tumor removed was a bonus but it is discussed it's just probably not in as much detail as you realize you needed now looking back was that your experience I don't actually remember what I know they talked about the thing that I needed surgery and stuff but I don't think it was mentioned maybe it was because there's been times where I ask questions and they'll reply and I've completely forgotten that they told me certain things I'll need it in a letter or I'll read that they have told me actually and it's in a letter that they've sent afterwards to my GP and it gets sent to me as well um but I don't think they've, I don't think I don't think memory was talked about that much I don't think it was talked about at all it was more than neuropsychologists that I saw and that that actually dealt with the memory stuff do you think that would have helped that if you'd have been prepared for it before because it sounds like your experience was you kind of weren't sure whether there was a problem or not after until you saw the neuropsychologist who validated the fact that there was something wrong that you almost needed that validation that there could potentially be something wrong that it wasn't just you making it up or being lazy or yeah that's the 
biggest part it felt like I was being lazy and not doing things like I should be or I don't know just not trying hard enough to listen to someone that's what it felt like like it's just yeah when someone talked it shouldn't be like this but it was like someone telling me that was when yeah it, the reassurance was nice I don't know why it shouldn't have been do you think I, that's making things easier for you now that you've got that you know okay I have got memory problems or do you think that's not making life it easier? did for a little while and then after that it was like oh wait a minute I don't know you get I don't I don't know it's it's different it's when people say nice things it makes you feel good for a little while and it is really nice to have that but when it gets back into the normal routine of things and you realize actually I'm still having issues and it's not like before there's multiple things that can go to your head that can put you in a negative mindset and pulling yourself out of that can be really really difficult uh sometimes sometimes I I won't even I won't even feel like uh, my memories uh, even though I have uh, issues and I'm struggling with the memory stuff I'll be like okay it's fine I can still do this and I'll try again and I'll try again and I'll try again and I'll try again and it gets to a point where you try so many times a few days later it's like is it worth trying and I've had this conversation with the neuropsychologist and some things she's like maybe it's better to look into different career options than what you are what you want to go into because it might you might not get there and you might be pushing yourself more into uh, a downward spiral than you want to be but that must be quite hard because you were doing you've done your degree you were doing your master's and and all of a sudden you're kind of they're kind of saying maybe you need to rethink your whole life yeah that's it's it's really hard it's it's like i don't know you expect things to go a certain way by the i don't know by the way you think things through and and it doesn't go like doesn't go that way i guess it's it's the same with normal people as well i guess it, you don't always it, life doesn't always go the way that anyone wants it to but i don't know i think it's worse when it's not in your hands sometimes if if it was just like okay i'm actually just doing a shit job at this you feel really shitty and then you feel really bad and then after i don't know maybe so long you're like okay yeah i messed up and i should be doing something but with this it's like out of your hands and you don't know where it's going to take you next year i might end up in surgery or two years from now i don't know like after mine's a benign tumor but it grew back in two years and i needed surgery within two years uh it was a grade two tumor uh and my doctors already told me because i asked so many questions like there is no cure and it's going to change into a grade four eventually and it's going to be cancer so it's it's like i don't know it's just when is when is that going to happen it's always in the back of your mind as well so it's not just one thing i don't think that affects affects your life is every there's a lot of things that are involved and I've, i just can't list everything right now but it depends on like everyone's life is different and whatever they do on a daily basis for me you anyway and, you and chandos have both had recurrences haven't you does that affect the way you see life the fact that actually you've had a tumor you've got treated most people kind of go at that point well that's okay i've been through this and i need to get on with my life but for it to come back does that put you in a different mindset of okay when's the next time you know or 100 yeah it really does it makes you think like when's it gonna happen next and stuff like that and like people always like yeah but you've you've beaten it three times already and i'm like yeah but it takes one time for it to be stronger than me then it's the opposite outcome of what i'm hoping for whereas i could beat it four times over from now making it like seven times i've I've gone through surgery i'm fine but one time through surgery where it goes the other way and 
to always play it in your mind, but I guess you just got to keep moving forward and keep just taking it stairs it comes. I get exactly what you're saying. It only takes that one one thing to go wrong or one thing that might push it in. It's not even, I'm not even scared of like the dying part of everything. I don't know if I should say that, but it's more like being completely not me anymore, if, if that makes sense, and still be here. Like it's not, it's not me anymore. Do you that, think that, that each time me. you have like a recurrence, it takes a little bit more away from you? Is that what kind of, what goes through your head a little bit? I still think I'm the same person. <clears throat> I've not changed as a person. Uh, like, as in like, uh, I still think the same way. Obviously, I forget things, but it's like being in that state where you can't, you can't look after your, ba- your basic needs, like being able to feed yourself and doing those kind of things really scared me and not be able to interact with people or have your personality anymore. That, mm. that uh, makes sense. That, yeah, that that's even though I don't talk to many people anyway. <laughs> I, I would still like to think to myself, which is... It's good to have a choice, isn't it? To, to not speak to people out of choice that I just choose to speak to the small group of people I want to, to not having any choice is a big difference. Yeah. I don't like to rely on other people. I'm so sorry. I'm still thinking back to the uh, thing about uh, if, um, if um, like, the daily things that affect you is worse than the actual tumour itself <laughs> growing and yeah. having the operations and what Cam said. And I think it is equally yeah it depends what's in your mind at that moment feels like it's the worst thing at that moment whatever is affecting you at that specific moment but when when you're going in for surgery then that feels like the worst thing at that moment it depends on it depends on what that what what period of the diagnosis you are in then after surgery or before surgery or during surgery time what advice would you give to anybody listening to this about how to deal with having issues with a memory you know, the, the best advice i can really give someone is uh, with their self-esteem talk to people that are like uh, accepting of it and accepting of you no matter what uh, and will just kind of divert you from that specific thing because without having that self-esteem you're always going to keep pushing back those little things that you should be doing like writing things down or uh, doing something that's um, going to help you like using apps or wanting to do I don't know get into the career that you want to do or do all those things if if you always yeah. I end up focusing on the negative things more for some reason um, yeah. which which does affect my progress a lot because I will procrastinate not because I want to watch some video or something just because I don't want to do it because I'm a little bit scared that all these other things are going to run through my head and I'm going to think I'm not capable or like I'm just I feel like I'm incapable of it to be honest completely honest mm. it's it's not easy as uh, oh use this use this app or do this mm. or write this down it's it's not as easy as that but a combination I think the biggest thing we need to, I would say with advice is acceptance yeah once you accept it you can put measures in place like whether it's keeping a notebook on you or make notes on your phone or whatever whatever you find best once you accept it you're more willing to do things because I'm speaking from experience because that was one thing I struggled with is acceptance because I was like no no it's fine I can do it because you'll remember one or two things and then you'll forget loads and people be like well just take a notepad around with you a pen and paper no no I'll be alright I'll be alright and then you forget something important so just try and try just try different things try mm. different things it's different for each person um, but you'll find your own one way of making notes or remembering things yeah, I think this is good. I think the 
mention yeah i think just try it because everyone's different and there are so many like ways of apps or like websites where you can track things and keep a log of what you've done and what you need to do and i think like there's so many youtube clips as well where people have reviewed them so just find out and try them out for yourself because everyone's gonna have a different experience of things so just see what works for you thank you guys well we're gonna end it there but yeah thank you guys we hope you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you'd like more information, you can visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org or email our support team at support at And finally, before you go, if you enjoyed this podcast, please can you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so we can reach more people and raise more awareness. Tamsin and I work in the individual giving team at the Brain Tumor Charity. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with a brain tumor and are worried about your finances, the Brain Tumor Charity's Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, run in partnership with Citizens Advice, is here to help you. Our expert advisors can help you access the financial support you're entitled to, as well as give advice on how to make the most of your money. To make an appointment with our Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, Visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org slash money or call our support team on 0808 800 0004.